I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Love Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I don't even play football. Coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and welcome once again to Behind the Steel Curtain presents the Steelers Hangover. Once again, my friends, my name is Brian Anthony Davis from Behind the Steel Curtain. With me, as always, is my good friend, also from Behind the Steel Curtain, Anthony Defio, as we talk about everything Steelers in the post-game extravaganza called the hangover gives you about 24 hours to go ahead and digest the game. Of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers did not play yesterday, but members of the Pittsburgh Steelers were in action in Atlanta, Georgia, in the Pro Bowl. And something very notable happened with a stat line of one catch for 16 yards. Juju Smith-Schuster lift off of the field. Um, all reports right now are saying that he should be okay, but that makes this person think that really have we come to a point where the Pro Bowl is just not even worth it anymore for what could happen. So uh, that's my question to you, Steeler Nation. And, Tony, that's my question to you, my friend. Good evening, buddy. Hey, Brian. Happy Monday. Uh, hope you had a good weekend. As far as the Pro Bowl, uh, if the, if the question was, have we come to the end? I think so, yes. I didn't even watch it yesterday. So for me, it, it ended last year when I saw them not tackling in the game. You know what? I uh, I did not watch it, but when uh, when Mike Evans is getting interceptions and Alvin Kamara is playing defense and, uh, you know, it's fun. But I go all the way back to – I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I, I want to say 1989, where uh, after the 88 season, where 
One of the the top rookie running backs was a guy named John Stevens for the New England Patriots. And that was a time when we did not hate the New England Patriots. They were still wearing those really cool red, white, and blue jerseys, the red jerseys with that white helmet with the, uh, the Patriot uh, hiking the ball. That's when they were a team that uh, they were kind of lovable losers at that point. Uh, they were nothing great. They played in one Super Bowl, got completely destroyed by the Chicago Bears a few years earlier. But he was at the Pro Bowl, and he wasn't even in the game. They were playing – the rookies were playing and organized by the NFL um, beach football flag game, and he tore up his knee and just ruined his career. I'm if I'm not mistaken, I don't think he ever came back. It was so severe of a knee injury. Uh, John Stevens was his name, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. Um, go ahead and look him up if you have nothing better to do. Um, no, me, you know, for my money yesterday, I I was uh, happier just watching uh, watching the Royal Rumble um, last night. I, I would much rather watch that than uh, the game which uh, the AFC did prevail, actually, 26-7. to If anybody does care, um, I guess, you know, since this is the hangover, Tony, I guess maybe we should go over stats from that game. What do you think? Uh, sure. Um, I, I <laughs> know one stat. Uh, Juju had one catch for 16 yards. Uh, the other ones I'm not so uh, okay. sure about. Let's have, let's have I, some fun with this. Um, Okay. So the leak I'll let you guess um who was the leading rusher for the AFC? Leading rusher for the AFC, James Conner. James Conner had 6 carries for 11 yards and a 1.8 average. Um so um the leading rusher was Tyreek Hill who had two carries for 24 yards. And I guess they were probably reverses. But if I'm looking at yeah. this, a 12, six, they had 18 total carries. Um, the the lone touchdown that uh, came on the ground was from Anthony Sherman. He's a fullback, isn't he? Uh, I believe so, yes. So. But Sherman was four for 11. I mean, the uh, – not not very good on that end. Let's go ahead over to uh, this is so fun. So uh, and I say that very facetiously, but let's go ahead and see who the leading rusher in the NFC was. And uh, I'll give you a hint: it was not Todd Gurley. He did not play in the game. I'm going to go with the, the Bears running back uh, Cohen. I'll just take a stab in the dark. Tariq. Tariq Cohen, um, actually, no, a star, was uh, uh, three carries for 33 yards, no TDs, Tariq Elliott. Ah, Barkley okay. was two for ten. Your boy Cohen, one carry, two yards. Um, wow. Oh, well. The leading receiver. So. <laughs> Did you uh, – you know, I mean, I didn't even check to see if there was a fan duel yesterday for the Pro Bowl. I actually should have. Uh-huh. Um the uh, I bet you there was, and I bet you uh, guys from BTSC. I bet I bet you Jeff and uh, Dave Schofield probably played. Um, <laughs> receiving the leading receiver 
I'm just I'm not going to make you guess. This is just uh, futile. Um, the leading receiver for the NFC was Devontae Adams. Um, two catches, 41 yards. Great. Uh, George Kittle was five for 39. So I guess he would be your leading receiver on the, uh, uh, gosh, the, uh, these stats are terrible. I mean, uh, Let's see. The leading receiver was actually okay. There, am I getting this right? Is it Anthony Sherman who is the? Uh, does that name ring a bell? Yeah, it rings a bell. He's a fullback, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. And he, he was uh, the leading receiver he, too. He he was not, but he was uh, he was pretty darn close. Um, Keenan Allen was actually the, uh, I guess you could say Keenan Allen was uh, the uh, the leading the leading receiver for the uh, AFC. But uh, Anthony Sherman had a heck of a game um, as a fullback. In fact, uh, I don't know. Uh, he did not win the Pro Bowl um, MVP award, which they're actually saying that he should have. Um, and you know what? This is how prepared I am. I don't even know who won the Pro Bowl. Um, I I believe it was Pat Mahomes, actually, uh, quite possibly. Um, a Chief won it, and they're saying, yep, um, Patrick Mahomes was named the offensive MVP. Um, he wasn't even that amazing, Tony. Um, but uh, back to Anthony Sherman, he had three receptions for 92 yards. Keenan Allen had four receptions for 95 yards. You throw in the fact that he had a touchdown and uh, and he had over 100 total yards. I mean, I would actually make him the MVP. Could you, look at Mahomes' numbers. He was 7 for 14, 156, and a touchdown. Come on. Let, let's give the full – I'm a fullback guy, Tony. So, fact hey, or mean... fiction? Go ahead. I mean, it's it's it, you know if if the if the fullback can't get a bone in the Pro Bowl, when's the when's the fullback ever gonna get a bone? So you're right. <laughs> there you go. This this leads to our first factor fiction of the night. Pro Bowl, excuse me, not Pro Bowl. Fullback and tight end are the toughest, coolest positions in the NFL. Uh, the, the 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 toughest and coolest. Definitely Toughest facts. slash coolest. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I agree. I uh, mean, for my money, I I love tight ends and I love fullbacks. Um, that's uh, and it sounds like an oxymoron when you think of fullback and tight end, but um, you know, uh, that sounds like a really good party back in college, actually. But uh, for <laughs> mm-hmm. all right, somebody giggle at that, please. That was really bad. Um. That was good. You know, that was good. I mean, I am a huge fullback fan, and so let's let's look at uh, let's just go off the rails here. Uh, we, we are going to talk about uh, Juju's uh, scare, but uh, let's talk about fullbacks real quick. Pittsburgh Steelers fullbacks, true or false? The best fullback in Pittsburgh Steelers history is none other than Kreider. 
factor fiction. Now, and we can't look. Let's let's not let's not go ahead into the whole Franco and let, let's just say in the uh, let's say in the last thirty years because Franco was officially listed as a fullback, and you can get into the weeds here. Franco was a was a feature back, right? Um, but right. back back then, I I believe his position was fullback, and that was uh. So let's just go. Let's go from the '90s on. Dan Kreider, Factor Fiction, best Steeler fullback. He was without a doubt. He was without a doubt the best uh, fullback, or at least the most popular. I mean, he was he was the bus's uh, bus driver. So yeah, Dan Kreider brings back fond memories. Not not completely. I uh, so actually, you know who was really considered. The bus driver uh, the, uh, was uh, Tim Lester. Yeah, Tim Lester. But I'm not even going to say. Yeah. I'm not even going to say Tim Lester. Um, when he came over, he had a couple of good years in Pittsburgh, uh, but he was a really good back. I mean, fullback for the Steelers. For my money, now I could bring up two, um, and this could be a great <laughs> debate. I love Dan Kreider. Dan Kreider is one of my favorites. I. You know, um, I thought John Kuhn, he, he was better for uh, Green Bay. Um, I thought John Whitman was good. But for my money, it is a toss-up. The easy money would be to say Merrill Hodge. But I'm going to go with the man who replaced Merrill Hodge. And he was only with the Steelers for a couple of years. But he was amazing. And I love and my favorite unheralded Steelers at fullback was none other than – can you guess it? Do you know what I'm talking about? John L. Williams. John L. Williams. Now, he was great for the Seahawks. But when he came over for, for Pittsburgh, I mean, we're talking 94, 95, because uh, Hodge left after the 93 season. 94, 95, he was a madman for that team. He was really good as a fullback. Yeah. Um for Barry Foster, for um, Pegram, Eric Pegram, for Van Morris. I, uh, I'm a big fan of <laughs> – well, we, we really got off the rails. You can tell it's the off season, but it's still fun. Um, no, so, it's uh, fun. I will say fiction. I will say fiction on Dan Kreider, but Dan Kreider is uh, – I would probably, for uh, I think for uh, recent generations, would probably consider him the best. Um, Rosie Mix is a pretty darn good fullback. In fact, yeah. I think uh, our listeners, you and I, have argued that uh, we want to see more sets with Rosie Mix lined up as a fullback. And um, you and I have been doing this together for two years now. And one of my favorite memories discussing discussing with you was Rosie Mix. And he had some good moments. But what would you say was Rosie's best moment of the past couple of years? I like the I, – I forget uh, what I game it was. it was. Sorry, go ahead. I'm putting you at the spot here. Oh, no, no. I, I know exactly which one I enjoyed. It was the uh, – it was from 2017. He scored a touchdown. Was a, I think it was a pass. And he and he fell on the guy that tried to tackle him, and he hurt the guy. And, and to me, that was my favorite. That, that, that was against Nick's the moment. Ravens. Ravens. I believe okay, that was against go, the yeah. Ravens. That was a, gr- that was a great moment, but that's not what I'm going for. Okay. For me, the best Rosie Nix moment was 
I believe it was week six of 2017, when they had to bring somebody in to protect Le'Veon Bell from Vontez Perfect. And on the, one of the very first plays, he just went after and knocked him over. And, oh, yeah. oh, number 55, 55, he was neutralized the rest of the game. Rosie Nix had him so frustrated in that game, Tony. It was it was just a thing of legend, and I, I just absolutely loved it. And from that point forward, I'm like, this is my guy, number 45. Um, I would wear a 45 jersey. In fact, I think I need to get on that. My hmm. most obscure jersey right now is a Vance McDonald, I guess. Um, but I think I need to get a Rosie next. And I think – I you know what, Tony? I could wear a Rosie Nix jersey into that stadium. And what do you think the over under would be? Let, let's say let's say five. Over under. How many people would ask me where I got it? Or where I'd they say, could get uh, I'd say over five, seven, seven or eight because he is probably the uh, coolest player on the. He's one of the coolest players on the team for sure. He's just he's just a superstar as far as what, yeah. you know, what Pittsburgh Steelers fans want in their fullbacks. Could uh, what era would have Rosie Nix been best in? Now we're talking Rosie Nix. Um, I would probably, I mean, he's great in this era, but I just don't think they're using him. I think if he would have played in the 90s, they uh, they could have been a better rushing team than they already were, or the early 2000s. Actually, I, I think uh, I think in the late 80s with uh, Noel, because you mentioned Franco and, and even Merrill Hodge had his best years when he was the feature back. And when Noel was here, the feature back was the fullback. So I think he might have had his best best years in, under under Noel. You know, because when when Kyle came along, the, the fullback turned into more of a, a blocking back. So maybe maybe the eighties. Factor fiction: Rosie Nix was not a great fullback at Kent State. Uh, geez, huh? And a fact. Right, That's State, a fact. You know why? He was a linebacker at Kent State. There you go. I learned something new. Not a lot of people realize that. And uh, and they uh, put him on special teams and made him fullback. I think that's amazing. And the guy has guy has pretty good hands too. I mean, I really wish he would have just got that extra couple of inches against New Orleans before he celebrated, but um, yeah. I can't bust on him. I think I, I think he's a fantastic player. But let's go ahead and talk more about the Pro Bowl and uh, more about the Steelers' involvement in the Pro Bowl. At this point, you know, we, we had two All-Star games over the weekend in the Steel City. So you're looking at a hockey game and you're looking at a football game. Now, both are dangerous. But we feel so much better when Sidney Crosby is, uh, and he could get hurt in an all-star game, but we feel so much better about him playing than your stars playing in a meaningless tackle football game. So 
which one do you? I'm not even going to factor fish in this. Which one is more dangerous? Do you think though? I, I, you know what? I might be off base here, Tony. What's more dangerous, a hockey all-star game? No, it has to be football because there's just so many ways that 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 a player can get rolled into, or it's a, it's such a weird sport where you know, you have 22 guys or 21 if you don't count the quarterback, just converging on every play, and anything can happen at any time, and and I think that's why you have the uh, the, the the such such a a lack of tackling now in in, in the Pro Bowl. I think I think it's definitely it's always going to be football because even even the surface can take a player out without anybody even hitting them. Very interesting. Yeah, I I guess I would go ahead and agree with that. So let's talk about Juju. Um, you know. He was fine, is what they're saying. Um, they're saying, you know, good news on his injury that it's not that big of a deal whatsoever. Um, Jeff Hartman, um, in his article today, he mentioned that uh, you know he left the game with a leg injury, um, but he's reportedly okay. I mean, seriously, at this point, with the Antonio Brown drama, Juju. Factor fiction is probably the most important option on offense other than Ben Roethlisberger. So is that factor fiction? Oh, that's a fact. I mean, with, without Antonio, I mean, what, what, what did Juju have, 100 catches, I think? I know he had over 1,000 yards. He definitely made the Pro Bowl. So he, he's definitely the number one receiver if A.B. doesn't come back next year. So he's he, – and without Le'Veon Bell – He's absolutely the number one target, number one uh, uh, option on offense. So, yeah, he's definitely the most important. So, with that being said, you know, is it worth it for these guys to even go to that game anymore? What are – I mean, what is anybody getting out of this game? The ratings aren't good. Um, You know, really at this point, Tony, if you ask me, this should, they should go down there for skills competitions and autograph sessions and uh, you know, give them a handsome bonus for making it, but that's about it. I mean, I have a buddy that uh, he used to live in Hawaii um, for a little bit, and he would go to the game. He went the first year, couldn't wait to go. The next couple of years, he just went to FanFest and didn't even go to the game. He said that the game was just brutal to watch. Yeah. I mean, we watch it on I, – I watch it almost every year on TV. I did not put it on yesterday. Um, and like I said, I watched the uh, Royal Rumble, which is uh, at this point uh, um, – less scripted than the AFC and NFC championship games. Uh-huh. But, um, you, you know, I'm I'm just thinking that, uh, you know, you can lose your entire 2019 season if Juju goes down. You just confirmed it. I mean, it's just – that is – remember we had uh, Sean Taylor. It was a Buffalo punter. I don't know if it was Brian Mormon – um, this was about shortly before uh, he was um, Sean Taylor was tragically killed. Um, 
but he just completely ramped up this punter for the, uh, I believe it was for the Bills at the time. And uh, he missed a good bit of the season. But if you go back, and I'm going to actually say, 1995, 1996, excuse me, 2005, 2006. If I'm not mistaken, and maybe we could help confirm this, Drew Brees was injured in a Pro Bowl when he was with, towards the end of his career with San Diego. So um, that's something that, if I'm not mistaken, and, and uh, I think that was also something that paved the way for uh, Philip Rivers to uh, definitely be the main man because it's funny. Philip Rivers was drafted in 2004 for that team. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Breeze had a Pro Bowl season in 05 or 06. Um, do you recall any of that, Tony? Yeah, I, I remember. I, first of all, I, I remember – Said that Breeze kind of got the uh, the short end of the stick in, in San Diego because he had such a good last two or three years after they traded after they drafted Rivers and then they they, they wound up I don't know if they released him or they just let him walk as a free agent and then he obviously went to New Orleans and the rest is history. Yeah, I remember uh, definitely something happening around that time that that wasn't good for uh, for. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It was a 360-degree uh, a uh, tear of his labrum and a 50% tear of his rotator cuff. Um, wow. And I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that was in the Pro Bowl. I'm not um, – this is something I'm trying to uh, – got to be honest. This was just something that popped in my head when we were talking about uh, you know players getting hurt. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken – I believe it was in the Pro Bowl. Um, but that's something uh, we can go ahead and take a look at. Um, but he, he had a, a remarkable recovery, and the rest is history with what he did with uh, with New Orleans, giving them their first ever Super Bowl. I, fact or fiction, New Orleans Saint of all time is Drew Brees. Oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. I mean, he... he uh... He made them a, a a legit, consistent contender for the first time in history. I mean, they they had some good years before he arrived, but I mean, they, they've been 
you know, they've had some down years recently, but they've basically been a legit contender ever since. He he made them he made them legit. He made them a non joke. You know, there's no more ain'ts since Drew Brees came along. So he's the most important. That's for he's, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm gonna ask you another fact of fiction right now. The uh we have a Super Bowl coming up and uh there's been a lot of noise. In fact, a, cu- a couple of Saints season ticket holders have tried to sue the league because of the uh, the penalty and how uh, how there should be a do-over in this game. The league came out and said it would cost over a hundred million dollars just to do a do-over of the Super Bowl and it would be, I mean, of the NFC Championship game, and it would be uh, virtually impossible. But um, fiction even though what's the league admitted that it was an egregious error the uh that penalty does not take the shine off of the rams patriots super bowl was that fact or fiction that's a fact i mean those kind of things happen all the time and 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 how quickly people forget about all the all the calls that go against every team every year you know, so I mean, that's just going to happen. They're not going to do the game over. That's just ridiculous. If you want me to stop watching football, oh, that's, that's that's one good way. Yeah, so that's definitely a fact. That, 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 I, that I, is I, absolutely I, ridiculous. Yeah, I forgot I, about that I already. Agree with that, I agree with that. But for me, it actually takes the shine off it a little bit. I mean, yeah, that uh, that was a chance for. Uh, for Drew Brees to get his second Super Bowl, we we're gonna we could have seen a great as far as I'm concerned. Now Sean McVay, I mean he's the flavor. I mean he is the new breed of coaches, and he's fantastic. Yeah. But I wanted to I wanted to go ahead and and see Sean Payton and Bill Belichick go up against each other. I I thought that would have been absolutely incredible. Brees and Brady. I mean Alvin Kamara, Mike Thomas in this game. I, this is the game I wanted to see, and for me, it. Uh, if I was a Saints fan, I would be in mourning to this day. I mean, there's a lot of things to be mourning on, but I'm talking sports mourning, and it was just a uh, uh, what a terrible error. So, what we are doing on this show, it's the Steelers Hangover, brought to you by uh, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs and more. Ten articles every day. Um, one of my favorite articles is uh, my favorite reading is when I see the uh, the byline of Anthony Defio. Um, that's something really fun to uh, go ahead and read. All of his are very insightful and they're going to be funny. There's going to be some sarcasm. So if uh, if if you don't get sarcasm, definitely stay out of the comment section. I'll tell you that. Um, because you're not going to get this at all. But uh, great stuff as always, Tony. I do enjoy that. Um, but well, thank on you the very Hangover, much. we talk every. You're welcome. On the Hangover, we talk everything Steelers and luck. If we don't talk about Antonio Brown, we're not doing our jobs. And I know everybody's tired of hearing about Antonio Brown, but. Recent reports surrounding Antonio Brown suggest he has spoken with the Steelers. Um, this is something that Simon Chester had on our uh, our website, 
and that hit today as well at 7.42 a.m., and um, it's some very interesting uh, um, reading, and basically what they're saying, Ian Rappaport is saying that uh, the Steelers have not closed the door on Brown returning. However, they are exploring a trade. Johnny, for me, you've got to explore a trade. I mean, at this point, you've got to see what's out there. Um, you don't have to take a trade. But if somebody throws, I mean, Jalen Ramsey at me, Jalen Ramsey, right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, if I somebody, mean, they, they, what if they threw a Patrick Peterson and a second round pick in 2019 at you? You're going to jump at it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You couldn't pass that up at this, at this point. I mean, you know, Patrick you Peterson is a proven commodity, and, and A.B., you don't know what the future is going to hold for him. You know what? The man said he wanted to be traded. You don't have to trade him, bottom line. But see what you can get for him. And don't take a trade. You don't have to take a trade. He will suit up. Most, I, he's not going to sit out. Because they know he, they don't have the team does not have to trade. I don't think he is going to sit out. He has three years left on his contract. That would just be incredibly stupid. But I mean, we've seen stupider things from athletes and organizations too, as well. But um, I don't see that happening with this news and the report that uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, this came out, I think Thursday or Friday that Mike Tomlin had said that um, when his production, meaning Antonio Brown's production, then they would definitely get rid of him because uh, then it would not be worth the distraction as I paraphrase. Um, So with throwing those two items out, what are you thinking right now? And where are you putting on the odds that Antonio Brown is a Pittsburgh Steeler next year? I'm going to say uh, probably a 40% chance that he comes back at this point. But it's like what Marquise Pouncey said on uh, one day last week. You know, one phone call can change this whole thing. And the two sides can come back together again. And ultimately, that might be what's best for everybody if Antonio Brown makes a change which it's hard to see envision at this point if he, if he changes his ways and comes back and it's Antonio Brown, he's always been on the field, but is a little more humble off the field. So uh, I'm going to put up at this point, I'm still going to say 40% chance that he comes back. You know, I'm going to actually say, I'm going to go with uh 57%. Let's go with uh, the, one of the uh, great numbers in uh, Pittsburgh with times 57. We'll go 57. Now, for me, Tony, I don't. Humility doesn't matter to me. I've uh, I've been always I've I've been at odds with friends right now, just saying. Um, and I've been going back and forth. And in fact, I actually feel a little wishy-washy because I don't want to see this guy go. But I want the uh, players to be accountable for their actions. So that's where I am very conflicted. Um, you know, I hate the fact that uh, 
they had to say, well, with his production, that uh, if, when he doesn't produce as well, he's not worth it anymore, and uh, we'll just put up with it. But if you're, say, Artie Burns, um, you do this once, you're gone. I mean, it, it guys like Artie Burns, or lesser players like uh, Darius Hayward Bay, who is a very good guy, but they yeah. lesser players got got to walk a tightrope, where this guy can could bring the circus in the locker room, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So that's that's where my conflict is. Um, but with this report, I'm kind of thinking that uh, this is just going to be drama that uh, will be put behind and he will be uh wearing number eighty four in black and gold. Um so we'll say there's I think there's a fifty seven percent chance and uh that's a lot higher than forty. Um so we'll see how this plays out. It's going to be very interesting as well. Um before we get ready to go, we need to talk we talked briefly about this Super Bowl. Um we talked briefly about the fact that uh, you don't think the luster has been taken off. I do. Fact or fiction? The NFL wants the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to say fiction. I think they want the Patriots to be to be a, a factor every year, which you know, mission accomplished. <laughs> but I think I think it's a. I don't think they want them to win. I think they want people to to root for or against them. So. I, I definitely think they want them to be in, in the running every year, so I'll say that. I You know, of course they want them to be in the running. I agree with that. I think it's a fact. I think they want them to win the Super Bowl this year, and I think they want them to go away. I think they want to win the sixth Super Bowl and quit. I think that's what they're hoping for um, because I kind of get the feeling that uh, Roger Goodell – China has his tail between his legs when it comes to the Patriots. Um, I'll never forget two years ago um, on that podium after the 28 to three, which uh, you hear about all the time, 28 to three, 28 to three. But when Robert Kraft just basically snubbed Goodell, but uh, said, Hey, no one believes in us. It's us against the world, which is a whole bunch of crap. But yeah. um but this was all because of the plate gate and all that that stuff. But it just kinda makes me think that uh kind of think they get leeway because of the way that was handled and uh everything that happened there. Um and that's just uh hey that's that's just me that that uh loves controversy and uh loves conspiracy. I love conspiracy theories, and I think about them all the time. I still think there's a Patriots conspiracy theory, but it's not because they, they're they in bed with them. It's because they want to get out of bed with them. They want to just get rid of these guys, and uh, they're hoping that they win. If Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are atop the podium and the Patriots win, this will be their last year in the NFL, fact or fiction. Uh, fiction because if they if, if they tie the Steelers if they if they tie the, for most Super Bowl wins, what what makes you think they're not going to want to go for seven next year? I mean, then 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 you have the, then then you're you're the king for who knows how many years. So I think that's I think I, I think they're going to they're going to come back and go for it again. 
I'm 100% with you on that one. I, I think they would come back for seven. Now, I thought Jake Glazer was interesting where he says, look, I know nothing, but I, I've got a gut feeling that they will quit if they win. I don't see it. I, I see them getting seven and getting out of Dodge then. Um, look, if they win, they're coming back. If they lose, they're definitely coming back. Um, what about Gronk? Win or uh, lose, I think this he... is his last game. Yeah, I think he's pretty much. I think he's pretty much done. That's a fact. He's he's too, he's physically not the same player he was even two years ago. So I think he's he suffered one too many injuries. Fact or fiction? Rob Gronkowski will be the MVP of the Pro Bowl. Uh, I'm going to go with fiction. I think it's going to be it's going to be number twelve. It's going to be number 12, but, dude, I'm telling you, mark it down. He's going to have a phenomenal game. There's something about this game that that I think he's going to go up out on top just with a blockbuster game, and I can see it happening on Sunday. One more fact or fiction before we wrap this whole thing up. Fact or fiction. Tony Romo in the broadcast booth makes this game so much more watchable. Uh, that's a fact. Tony Tony Romo is the man. I can't believe he's the guy that we've made fun of for how many years as a football player. He's just a god now. So that's a fact. He is – where do you rank him all time already? Now, you I know what I mean? He's easy he in the top five. I think you've got to put him in the top five because it's not like number of seasons that you need. It's just quality of work. And the quality of right. work is just phenomenal with this guy. Um, I, I'll listen to him over anybody except for I'm still a Collinsworth guy. I just love listening to Michaels and Collinsworth. But uh, for me, my A1, Collinsworth, and uh, Romo's right behind them right now. I mean, as far as in, in that spurry, I mean, most people would disagree with with the Collinsworth thing as being the absolute best. Um, I think he's there, but uh, he's hearing footsteps from Tony Romo. I mean, wow, this guy is is just fun to listen to. And I love his excitement. I love his passion for it. And it was so cool to watch in the uh, Kansas City-New England game watching him predict plays. And I, uh, I, no one was in my living room, but I, I did text this to somebody right at the end of the game. I'm like, uh, I'm like, watch Burkhead, uh, hand off to Burkhead. He's just going to waltz right in. And that's exactly what happened. And the, the game's <laughs> over. I mean, so, I mean, I'm not saying I'm Tony Romo-esque, but uh, Tony was doing the whole game. I mean, it, it was just a joy to watch. Um, so we have established a lot of things. Um, we've established that we love Rosie Nix. We've established that don't think the Pro Bowl is even worth it for Steelers to play in anymore. We established that we still have no clue what Antonio Brown is going to do. And we established mm-hmm. that even though we hate the Patriots, we still think they're going to win. Is that fact or fiction? 
Uh, that's fact. I, I, I predict another three-point victory. Yeah, I do too. Um, I, I really think that's going to happen. So it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting game to watch. It's always, I don't care who's in it. I watch the Super Bowl. That's my national holiday, Tony. I, uh, I love it more than Agreed. anything. Um, well, not, not more than my family and uh, and. Uh, a good Ron Jeremy film, but I mean, I'm okay. Maybe not the Ron Jeremy film, but um, no, I mean, I I just really I, I enjoyed the Super Bowl. It is so much better when the Steelers are in it. But I just sitting down to watch that game, it, it's where I belong. I that's my night, and I know it drives my my family crazy um, because they're not into it like I am. But when the Steelers are in it, it's at the Davis house. It is a full-on party, and uh, it's a full-on party every week. We call it Steelers Central, um, and we we have basically the equivalent of a Super Bowl party almost every home afternoon game, and not home every afternoon game in the regular season. Um, and if they are in the postseason, it doesn't matter when it's on; it's it's hosted right here. So, one of these days, you need to make the road trip, Tony. But with I'll that being it. said. Thanks again for another night, and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. We've got to say this. Go Rams. I think we're contractually obligated as Steeler Nation members to go ahead and say go Rams. Um, Fact or fiction, let's just throw one more out there. Nobody in Steeler Nation is rooting for the Patriots. Fact or fiction. That is an absolute fact. I don't think anybody in the country is. Unless you're in Louisiana or New England, those states up there. Um, That's right. Your uh, Louisiana fans are definitely rooting for the Patriots. <laughs> um, uh, I would have to think that they are. But with that being said, thanks again, Tony. We will talk to you next week when we will wrap up our uh, – we'll have a hangover from the Super Bowl, even though our team's not in it, and we will find ways – to go ahead and mesh the Steelers into that entire scenario like we always do. For Tony Defio, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. We're behind the steel curtain. Have a great week, my friends. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And you have just been, once again, hungover. Good night, everybody. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.